When you close the book, does the story end? No. That's such a bland way to read. Every story goes on forever in our imaginations, and its characters live on. Mizuki Nomura. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. We are wrapping up our discussion about the pillars of storytelling by talking about those final moments in the story. Whether it is a single scene or a couple of scenes, it is the time where you get to wrap the neat bow on your story, maybe lay some groundwork for the next story. Your readers get to end feeling very satisfied, but also knowing that the story continues. One of the ways that you can make sure that the world goes on is to make sure you have that new world order. We talked in our first episode this month about the old world order and how the world functions under this tyrant king or under the grip of the empire. Things function and then your hero steps in and changes it for the better. Otherwise, your hero is a villain. (laughs) And then we're left with this new world order. The way the world is now without the hero, but because of the hero's actions. During this time, whether or not you officially call it an epilogue, you get to show how the world is now functioning. You get to show the new king on the throne that the people are happier, that the damsel has been rescued for good and she's not going to get captured anymore. I think a really good representation of this kind of story ending is entangled. The very end. After everything, you get to see how the world is partying. They wrap up in a nice little neat bow that the guy with the goiter found love. And the mime is, well, everybody thinks he's happy. And you see all of this. And it's a very quick wrap up. But it's a very good summary of how those last bits of your story should go. We should see that resolution to the problems that we've seen. We should see how everybody fits into this new world order. This is also the moment when the public admits the hero was right. During that darkest moment, and often the second half of Act 2, first half of Act 3, the public has turned against the hero. Now they go, nope, you're actually right. Harry wasn't crazy when he said the Voldemort was back after all. There's a public ceremony, a thank you to the heroes. Aragorn has his little speech that he gives at the end. Princess Leia gives medals to everybody except Chewie. How rude. Right? She's specious, apparently. (laughs) This is also the moment where you will have your happily ever after. The characters can walk gracefully into the sunset. Now, obviously, don't make it quite that cliche, unless you are intending to write a very cliche story. But the whole purpose of this happily ever after ending, if that's your goal, is that the readers should be left satisfied with how everything ended up, with where things ended. Even if you're going to write another story, so even if there are still questions, there is that yes, but whatever conflict you had in this story, that main plot needs to be resolved. That needs to be satisfied for the readers. And this happily ever after isn't solely happy. There's often a moment of recognizing the costs of victory. If the hero martyred himself and everyone else is able to live happily ever after because of it, there is a funeral. Or the hero visits the mentor character's grave. 
there's this resolution, even if it's not necessarily happy because of the consequences of what happened, but there's a settling of those emotions. Also take a look at the beginning of your story. There's a good reason why a lot of authors will write their first chapter after they've written the last chapter, because you want this feeling of bookending the story. You want that first chapter and that last chapter to almost mirror each other in the terms of feel. You have the old world order compared to the new world order. You have the character where they started and where they ended. And it needs to feel complete and together because your reader will compare them together. A lot of readers love characters because of how they grew. So they're going to compare how the character started and where the character ended. So you need to acknowledge that as you write those final pieces of your story. And it's only after this moment of rest that you can include a cliffhanger. If you don't have this final conflict, this return home, this moment of rest, and then the cliffhanger, then it feels like you just cut it off in the middle of the story. So you have that rest, and then you can introduce the yes but. Turns out their patron the whole time was their long-lost father. There's your cliffhanger. We still defeated the bad guy. We still had all of this other story, but something new is about to happen. It's the beginning of a new story. And be careful with this one. It cannot be a continuation of the conflict from the first book, from the book that you just finished. It needs to be a yes, but. It can be connected to it, but it is not inherently the same conflict. And we don't necessarily have to have a sequel in order to have this cliffhanger type ending because your detective has solved this murder that has changed his life and forced him to confront blah, 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 blah. Now, another murder slides across his desk, and that's your cliffhanger at the end. We don't need to know what the murder is. We don't need to have a sequel in order to satisfy that, but we can be comforted in knowing that he is still out there solving murders. It can just be even as simple as an unresolved minor question that you recognize. So cliffhangers are useful, but acknowledge them as the start of a new adventure, not a continuation of the current one. Now, epilogues, I approach with equal amounts of hesitation as I do prologues. More often than not, they should be the final part of the story. In my most recent book I released this month, I did publish an epilogue. And the reason why it was an epilogue and not a final chapter in the book is because the whole thing was from the villain's point of view. And it was my cliffhanger type thing. It didn't include the hero at all. Hero got there happily ever after. But a lot of your epilogue will echo your prologue. And a lot of the stuff we talked about prologues also applies to epilogues. The purpose of the epilogue is to have that final satisfying moment. The answering of the how did we get here question. The epilogue needs to provide closure that the hero's story may not have given. So while we're not seeing the epilogue from the hero's point of view, it does give us an opportunity to see how it's affecting the world at large and all of those major things that he may have impacted along the way, we get to see how all of that plays out. I will say epilogues usually are only used if you don't plan on having a sequel because a lot of that seeing how the world changed happens in a sequel rather than an epilogue. 
and your epilogue should be about half the size of a chapter. Like your prologue, you have just a little snippet. It's not a full chapter. It's not longer than. It's very easy as authors to finish the book and still be very attached to the characters and immediately want to start writing a sequel and then lose enthusiasm for the sequel about a third of the way into that. So we want to take that content and attach it as an epilogue. There's too much there. So it needs to be trimmed down to about half of a chapter. Whatever your chapter pacing has been thus far, half of that. And honestly, a lot of the advice that we have about prologues applies to epilogues as well. Like we mentioned before, the main character is barely involved or isn't at all. If they are, it's usually a gap in timeline between the end of the story and the beginning of the prologue. As many problems as I have with a Harry Potter epilogue, it is a good example of that time gap to show how everything has played out in the years since. And then it's an opportunity to talk about the world as a whole and maybe if the villain, if they survived and how they're proceeding, anything like that. Lord of the Rings is a good example of this, of how the world continues on. The epilogue part of the story is that Arwen doesn't get to go to the Undying Lands because she loved a mortal, but Sam and Frodo, they can go, that's just fine. How everyone continued on their life afterward. That is your epilogue because we get to see the rest of the story on individual levels that don't have to do with the villain. We finally get to see the hero be happy. Hopefully all of this has helped you in your process of trying to create a story to develop from beginning to end both the internal and external plots of your story, of the book that you want to write. As a warning, we are going to take our traditional July break, so we won't have any new episodes next month. We will try to post some extended episodes on Wednesdays. But we will see you again in August for brand new content. The series that we're looking at for August is less about writing and more about editing. So if you have specific editing questions, we will still be active on Discord and all of our social media. Hit us up at one of those locations wherever you're engaged with us digitally. And we'll make sure that we cover as many questions as we can. And we do have our frequently asked questions coming up at the end of the year. So if we don't get a chance to cover it between now and then, we still want to do it. Whatever your question is, I guarantee there are other authors out there who are too shy to ask. So please ask us. We will answer you immediately or as quickly as we can. And we'll try to cover it on the podcast as well. So take the month of July to double down on what makes your writing interesting and what makes you, you. And then join us again in August when we talk about editing. But until then, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 